Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, and my patron papes, uh, it's the only podcast where it's time to get your drool on. It's time for the podcast that you make possible, uh, really, truly, uh, you make all that drool possible. Congratulations, it's time for Sleep With Me. And tonight's episode is made possible by the hard work of... Uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Airful Studios, who does our theme music and edited this episode. Carl W., who also edits episodes. Jonathan Mann is on our lullabies. You can commission a song from him at jonathanman.net. Uh, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer are on our honor, on our artwork. Uh, I want to thank the team at Astound, uh, Eric and his team, who do our website. Everyone over at Night Vale Presents. Uh, check out all the shows at nightvalepresents.com. And I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can get me. Also, the listeners have their own Facebook group, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods is a link there. And I want to thank the moderators, uh, Julie, Jennifer, Laura, Keith, Stacy, and Sarah. And uh, what do you say we get out with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, uh, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to smooth it. I'm going to rub it down. I'm going to buff it. You know, I might even tweak it. Uh, massage it and I'll tap it and I'll, I'll establish it and I'll, uh, you know I'll put my arms around it when needed a uh, safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings uh, physical sensations uh, travel changes in routine or work schedule uh, maybe it's something temporary maybe it's something ongoing but I'm here to try to help now, this podcast is a little bit different. It doesn't make, it's tough to make sense of it. Uh, so it's best, uh, if you're new to just kind of kick back and you'll wonder what's going on and that'll be okay. And you'll say, this doesn't make any sense and that'll be okay. And you wonder, should I keep an open mind about this or should I be skeptical about it? And I say, you could do both if you wish, uh, you know, test this out a few times and see if it helps you. Uh, the podcast has not been known to work immediately, though it does on some people, but uh, give it a few tries. Uh, what I'm going to do to create that safe place, one, try to earn your trust uh, with giving you permission to do whatever, you know, you could listen in whatever way you wish. Um, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, uh, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, normally I wear uh, meander wear, but I, yesterday we'll, we'll talk about sweatpants, uh, or I guess they're called, uh, what are they called? A it's called active wear sometimes. I think there's other like terms where they say, let's class that up. Uh, uh, today for this intro, I'm wearing sweatpants with meanders uh, built in one day that I plan on build building in. Here's another thing. It has nothing to do with anything I've talked about, but just popped in my head. You know what Spider-Man doesn't get any credit for as a superhero is a, his ability to make his own costume. How come superheroes don't get credit for that? I just thought of that. Uh, 
but I was picturing him at a sewing machine. And for someone that didn't like take a like a sewing class uh, or have a sewing mentor, I mean, maybe he did, uh, but they don't show any of that. They need, they barely, they do show him sewing sometimes. And all the other superheroes, uh, like uh, wherever you know, whatever universe you're you're harrowing and heroining in, uh, you know, if you made your own costume, great job. Because I, I guess I saw a movie where uh, who's that other dude, Iron Man? Now he's like more of an industrial costume maker, or whatever. You know, he has the whole uh, the complex behind him. You know, he had a couple of things to say about the uniform. And I said, you know, what the heck? This kid made it himself, bro. Uh, I guess it, that would be a role. Anyway, I kind of I do try to interject that on your behalf. Uh, so I don't know if we'll get to sweatpants. Let me get to the new listeners before I get to these metaphors that don't really make any sense. That was a, a pointless meander, though. I guess it was a little bit pointed because you well, it wasn't pointed. It was more uh, fabric related. You say, hey, can we get some credit over here? And it really, that's what I'm trying to do is give you credit for being a human. It's not easy. And I really believe you deserve a good night's sleep, and I'm here to help. Uh, um, if you're new, here's the structure of the show. Uh, for, it starts off with business. That's how we keep the archives free. Uh, and the current episodes going is the people that support the show directly or the people that support the sponsors. Uh, when your hand hits the fridge tomorrow, just remember to go sleep with me by podcast.com. You'll see all the sponsors there. Um, so thank you for going through that. Then there's an intro, which is about 12 minutes, 14 minutes, 16 minutes, 10 minutes of me trying to explain what the podcast is. Uh, like verbally padding, smoothing, and buffing the safe place, introducing you or reacquainting uh, you with the safe place every every night if needed, because I really want you to feel safe and comfortable. I'm here to turn those frowns upside down or into a neutral state, and it's a whole purpose of bedtime. I say, well, uh, if I can't give you credit for making a super heroin uniform. Uh, I could give you credit for saying, you know what, your your existence is 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 heroic. It's not easy, and I, I like I said, I like to help. I think I kind of repeated that because of its importance. Uh, and the intro kind of repeats that over and over in different ways. Uh, that's it. You say, okay, this is familiar, but it's different every time. I can use this as part of my wind down, as part of my bedtime routine as a part of getting ready or brushing my teeth or calling in my pets or uh, my pet uh, or just snuggling in, maybe holding, I don't know if you have a wubby. Is that a universal thing, the word wubby? Or was someone famous have a wubby or am I just remembering? Uh, I don't think any of my siblings had something called a wubby, but I know someone in my life did. Uh so I don't know if that, that could, somebody called Carl Jung uh, in the afterlife and ask about archetypes of, uh, I mean, c- come on, g- 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 like who's the next Carl Jung? Am I pronouncing it correctly? Because I would like to get in touch with them and say, hey, is, is, Wubby, is there an archetype? Is there a Wubby archetype? And they'd say, oh, this did happen, actually. I called one of the... Uh, uh, center, centers or foundations and the expansion of kind of, you know, some of the, I said, uh, excuse me, do, do you have, do you, do you know about a wubby archetype? And they said, uh, a wookie? 
And they said, no, no, wubby archetype. And, uh, of course, they disconnect, you know, but, uh, oh, sorry, I'm in the middle of also a podcast intro. Uh, sorry, Carl, uh, get, go back to whatever you're doing up there. Uh, maybe you're, maybe you've picked up, uh, sewing. Maybe you have a sewing mentor. How about that? That would be a pretty sweet. It wouldn't be, I guess this isn't a reincarnation, but what if uh, Carl J or whatever's out there in the rest of those, the, the team of, of, uh, of brilliant, uh, Minds about minds are up there uh, sewing wubbies, uh, archetypal wubbies. Okay, so the structure show, there's an intro. doesn't make a whole lot of sense, uh, clearly. Then there's a a story, bedtime story. This will be our second episode in our ongoing episodic uh, with a touch of serial story, Nuns in Space, The Stand Chronicles. Uh, but if it's your first time listening, you, you, I'll fill you in on everything you need to know about that. Uh, then we'll say have some thank yous at the end. Between the intro and the story is some uh, sponsor stuff, too, to keep the show going. Uh, so that's it structurally. Then uh, what else do you need to know? You don't need to listen to me. Probably figure that out on your own. I mean, you don't got to be, uh, you don't got to be, uh, what do they call that? A tail, a, a super tailor to figure out uh, Scoots's, uh Okay, I get the. I can see these on the pointless meanders. So you don't need to listen. The podcast is just ideally engaging enough to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. I mean, I mean, I guess I'm distracted again because I said if you are a, a superhero, maybe do, maybe working on your own uniform is a way. Like you say, okay, well, I got to get my mind off this stuff. Uh, the whole world, you know, you know, that's a big job. But when I sit down and I mend my uniform. I really feel free. I feel at ease. I feel recharged. Okay, here's a pitch. If, if I don't know which, uh, you know, whichever company wants to, to, to work with me on this, Super Tailor. Uh, like, go ahead, you know, send me, you can send your checks directly to me. Uh, I think it's a thing. Uh, I guess you could say there's been like, uh, there's a lot of characters that fill in that role. Maybe that's the archetypal role. I don't know. I mean, I got a team of the greatest former Earth minds working on wubbies out there. If they listen to this podcast, uh, and also I, you know, I call all those. Like I said, I, I call every every institute in Northern Europe. I, I've got to, I've I've been blocked by them, but. Uh, Okay, back to this. So you don't need to listen to me. I guess that's what I was explaining. But there's also no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here for about an hour. I'll be here to keep you company, uh, to be your companion in the deep, dark night, uh, to be your boyfriend, uh, to help you fall asleep, to give you something else to think about, to turn that frown, uh, to take the rigmarole out of bedtime, uh, and to give you the ease, uh, that old Peter Parker might feel uh, when he's behind that sewing machine. Maybe he has some thread between his lips. Uh, his shoulders, you can see his shoulders are so much more at ease. And uh, he's just sinking there. Supposed to be a good cover, like Aunt May or whoever, with Owen or whoever, Aunt Veru. They might come in and say, he said, well, I'm just, this is my hobby, uh, it's for the fourth. You could it'd be easy. You could say it's for the Fourth of July parade, uh, and you know, six months from now, you know, working on something for that. Really, you know, or you know, world. Well, not this World Cup, but another World Cup, maybe. 
or Canada, you know, any, any anything. Uh, so, uh, oh, what was I going to say? You know, no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here to keep you, because if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here giving it my all to the very end. I'm your, I'm your boar bay. I'm your boar friend. I'm your boar cuz. Uh, so I'll be here, uh, whether you're awake or asleep, because uh, that's my job. And, uh, yeah, I was going to talk about sweatpants. I'll do that in another intro because, uh, I feel like it needs to give more space for it. Yeah. The whole idea of the podcast, I guess I already, this may, this may, uh, metaphor is so nonsensical, but the perfect fit. It's like, uh, I mean, I'm sure great comic minds have done this, uh, but superheroes hobbies, uh, I mean, could we get that as like a, like a subprint or whatever? They say, yeah, we could do that with the rest of your comic scoots. The ones that are unprint, uh, they're non-printed. They say, okay, well, I'd prefer something other than the imaginary press I already created, gingerbread press. Uh, but we could call it super hobbies. Maybe it could be more, maybe we could get some funding, you know, and do it as, uh, I don't know, is there, is there a, a, like, a, we, like, is there a budget for that? And they say, well, we're trying to get uh, hobbies back uh, for everybody. You know, the, the public center for hobby enthusiasm instead of how, how come nobody's a hobby enthusiast? I guess if you're a hobbyist, you're, in, you're kind of an enthusiast. Uh, but this could, I could be the next hobby enthusiast and I'd say, well, I'm enthusiastic about people having hobbies. So what can I say? Uh, kind of even a theme in this episode a little bit uh, tonight. Yeah. Where I say, Hey, you know, even superheroes, uh, even uh, post-Earth life, uh, uh, you know, minds, uh, people in charge of mind stuff, uh, they have hobbies, uh, you know, according to my records. And they say, really, what are they doing? Are they, like, figuring out stuff with, uh, you know, they're uh, working on wubbies. Uh, well, archetype, first they're going to do an archetypal wubby. They're going to send it to me to look over. And it's no, 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 wrong color. Uh, sorry, Carl. Uh, you know, I don't know. How, you must have the whole Roy G. Biv spectrum and more up there. Uh, but, you know, this is pea green. No one wants a pea. I mean, some people do want a pea green wubby. That's a niche market, though. Uh, and I could see it. Don't worry. I'm just here. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you. I mean, I guess I'm just saying it doesn't work. Uh, back to the drawing board. I see what you're trying to do. One, you know, an archetypal wubby has to be archetypal. You know, why don't you go back to when the earth was just covered in water? Take a look at that color, whatever that's called. That's not miasma. I always get my miasma and my uh, whatever. And, and I don't know my miasma from my vestigial. Okay, Carl, Carl's rolling. Is yeah, you know what I mean, though. That soup, primordial soup. Think about the color of primordial soup. Make an archetypal wubby out of that and show it to me, and then, and then I'll make a call. Okay, sorry, I'm back. Uh, I don't know what happened. I think uh, I crossed over. Uh, he also made someone that's crossed over cross, but I'm here to help. Uh, I'm here to take your mind off stuff. I would posit uh, maybe you weren't thinking about all the other stuff when I was uh, talking there. Uh, but I'm here to take your mind off stuff to keep you company. Give it a few tries. See if it works. I hope it does. Because they work very hard. I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Thanks for coming by.
And if you could just uh, pay attention for a few minutes and how I talk about a few ways we keep the show going. Uh, welcome to our ongoing uh, episodically modular serial with a, a sprinkle of serial uh, story, uh, The Stand Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And if you've never listened before or you're big on continuity, I'll get you caught up right now so you like uh, you can just get, get even more comfortable in that bed of yours there or wherever you may be sleeping. So snuggle in as I tell you about our The Stand Chronicles, uh, Season 2 of Nuns in Space. And as I said, I'll get you caught right up. Uh, it follows, uh, it's, it takes place in space, uh, in a particular part of space, uh, not that far out of Earth's, Earth's atmosphere. I didn't, I don't have any, like, I don't have the exact details on, like, if it's within any of Earth's gravity or not. Uh, so I can't definitively say that, but it, just outside of Earth's atmosphere, in a, in a near future situation or totally fictional, uh, depending on how you flavor your, uh, viewpoint of the world is a clouded delusion separating earth and space and let me just get you caught up on the brief history one time earth was just like it is now uh, maybe people smiled more on this earth uh, maybe yeah, scooter didn't but uh, other people it was it was rumored people did and one day everybody's just doing their earth uh, stuff uh, earth and around when outer space and Earth, uh, like, and I mean, life beyond Earth, uh, were suddenly, it suddenly changed. Where he said, Wait, is there life out there or not? What's up? Uh, we hear these bleeps and these blurps, and, you know, check the ice, you know, they say, What is that in the ice? Uh, put it on BuzzFeed. What is that marking? Uh, but then one day, and it happened pretty fast, they said, hey, you know what? Uh, Earth's on our map now. Nice to meet you. This is my, you know, we got we got space stuff. Uh, we got a diversity of ways of existing and traveling, uh, visiting Earth. You know, also that comes with a bunch of tourism and commerce, uh, just like, you, like you'd expect. And very quickly, life on Earth uh, changed, but in a, you know, subtle, subtle and adaptable way. But also said, like, there's a conundrum. You say, hmm, I used to believe in one thing, and uh, now I've seen this. Uh, suddenly, uh, you know, it, it, maybe it takes a maybe it takes a decade or two to say, wait a second, I didn't think about this. And uh, you know, Earth was just plugging along, dealing with outer space, and outer space was saying, hey, Earth, like Earth, uh, these people smile blankety blank percentage of the time. Uh, but I, and I'm not sure exactly why, but then suddenly a cloud of delusion appeared surrounding the earth and separating it from space, uh, once again. And when I say cloud of delusion, it's kind of like a cloudy day when it's not raining, you know, those cloudy days, but this is in space, but you can't, just like you can't see the sky. You say, well, I know there's like, I've been on a plane before, or I heard about it. And I know there's blue sky on the other side of those clouds. Uh, but I can't see them. A cloud of delusion kind of looks like that, except with space stuff. You say, well, I used to be able to get in a spaceship and travel outside to another planet or something. Now, uh, so I guess it's different than a cloud of day. Well, maybe if you had a plane with no instruments, but, but uh, 
the clouded delusion prevents you from going through the clouded delusion because you get lost in delusion. This may be a record for explaining, but I want to catch up. Uh, now, eventually, they said, well, we got all these uh, this space commerce stuff we got to get to. How are we going to get through this clouded delusion? Eventually, they found if they paid a few people enough money and did enough that, that a very small percentage of the Earth population uh, could navigate the clouded delusion, much like a harbor pilot uh, taking a ship from point A to point B. And uh, a scooter uh, drew a scooter, I guess, uh, happened to be one of those people with his co-pilot, Stan, formerly a freestyle soda machine, uh, now, a, you know, a, a co-pilot robot, uh, maybe a droid. I don't, I don't refer to Stan as a droid. I refer to him as my best friend. And Scooter and Stan had a little business going where they would uh, escort ships uh, from point A to point B. Now, it's not easy navigating cloud of delusion. And then one day, everything changed, and uh, Scooter and Stan got, went off on a, a bunch of adventures with the nuns from Scooter's childhood. That was season one. Yeah, but as a lot of seasonal things do, and when, especially when you say, well, let's make this, uh, let's take this idea and make it more episodic and modular so people can listen to it in any order. Uh, Scooter Drew and the nuns in space returned to the cloud of delusion and they kind of got caught in there. Yeah, I don't know if the cloud was denser or what, but when the season opened and currently they're stuck in the, in, in the cloud of delusion in their ship, uh, and you kind of, you can't, this is the kind of thing where you say, hmm, let's figure this out. Uh, you can't just be flying around willy nilly. Uh, so they're trying to figure out uh, how to get out of, out of outer space or to outer space or inner earth atmosphere. And uh, the nuns, uh, the crew, they're sleeping. Uh, just Scooter and Stan are awake. And Scooter's plan for this season, the reason it's called the Stan Chronicles, is like, well, I got this supercomputer, also a freestyle soda machine, bonus, by the way. Uh, right now, ideally in sparkling water mode only, but um, is to use Stan and to try to get Stan to evolve to the next level uh, as an artist. Uh, they're particularly using the book The Artist Way uh, this season, I think in the hopes that Stan will evolve and they'll be able to work together on a higher level to get out of the cloud of delusion. And with plans like those, who would? why would you wonder that they get caught in a cloud of delusion? Am I right? Uh, and so that's where we start off is uh, Stan and Scooter on a ship in space in a cloud of delusion, uh, working on Stan's artistic ability. And also Scooter in his uh, um, studio buying time for a Hollywood celebrity uh, playing Pablo Picasso. Uh, very successful. No, no, I'm serious. Congratulations. Who voluntarily drives from L.A. once a week. Well, now every 10 days or so uh, to uh, introduce the episode. Uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you. Uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. Uh, make sure to check out my show, but, but you know, but uh, I'd love it if you would. I work so hard on my craft. And speaking of craft, it's time for nuns 
in a space. Uh, Antonio, that was brilliant. And actually, believe it or not, I'm so proud. I'm so happy for you. Uh, Season two, right? My friend, have you seen season season two, right? I'm so proud of you. you, What do you think of my performance? Okay, yeah. You know what? I was going to buy you dinner. Uh, Could we we do, do as a congratulations? But can we talk about other stuff? I'm really working on my rapport building. You, you know, my friend, have you watched my show? Uh, here's an idea, Antonio, that I was thinking of. This is like an artistic thing. I was thinking I would pretend I haven't seen it, and I would sit. With, we would eat dinner together and watch episodes, uh, and you could talk about it to me, or we could just watch it together, and I could, uh, you know, be f- physically in your presence and see how you physically, you know what I Oh, my friend, I love that idea. Okay, could you set up the episode again? Because now we are uh, nuns in space. All right, great. Uh, nuns in space, everybody. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me. I guess you haven't been hitting a record. I've been in this cloud of delusion here. Uh, uh, but I wanted to send you a message. And I guess I forgot I had to think through you. I've been talking to Stan, believe it or not, about that first to think. And I said, man, sometimes when I talk to Stan, I wish I was talking to myself because it was the whole thing. Uh, the Ju- Di- should I call her Julie or Dr. Cameron? Uh, well, she says, uh, avoid the first think. And that's something that I learned in other uh, rooms as well. And I said, how do you get a, a, a supercomputer freestyle soda machine to avoid the first thing? Uh, again, it's working with staying with pausing uh, before processing. But there is another element, pen pal, that I'm not totally comfortable like with myself or with Stan. It's like uh, you know, Stan always says, well, there's nothing. If I'm not processing, then nothing's happening. And explaining to Stan, well, that's I have the same problem, Stan. I don't know, uh, you know, what this belief or trust or faith or or hope, or whatever we want to call it. Uh, uh, you know, he said, well, what a strange thing for me to have to find hope and uh, uh, faith in a solid state processors. Also, Stan has some vacuum tubes in there. Uh, some of which I added in just because I said uh, they were on sale and they look so cool uh, that sometimes I can open up this one back panel stand and then I say uh, vacuum tubes. Uh, and even sometimes Stan acts goofy and I say, well, let me change out your vacuum tubes. Maybe that's what's wrong. But they do work. Um, but so I say, well, you got to trust that if you don't do the first to think uh, – that during that pause, something may be happening we're not aware of, Stan. And then Stan, you know, prints, sometimes he prints out, he says, well, there is nothing. Look at my activity. I said, well, you know, it's in, you don't have, do you have an inactivity monitor? He says, well, my activity monitor monitors for inactivity. And then I said, okay, let's change tactics. And I dug into the week two, day two, which kind of for us is like week two or month two. And he said, it's time to make a life pie, Stan. Time for us to bake a life pie. And we went through all that, and, and we've kind of been, you know, imagining. But he said, what would a, a sentient, a super-powered, a super-computer machine have as a hobby? 
because uh, a lot of times it just stands hobby is saying, Scooter, are you sure you, I said, is that a hobby saying, are you sure you read it correctly, Scooter? And I said, yes, Dan, I, I can reread it. Uh, but, and they say, oh, actually, you're right. You're like, uh, so I said, Stan's hobby isn't so much correcting me, uh, but observing me. And then uh, I, I said, okay, Stan, we got to find you an actual hobby uh, as we try to build out the life pie. And I said, okay, in a cloud of delusion, how do we, what, like, what could we have Stan do? And of course, Stan, and I said, he, I said, he said, more soda art? I said, no. I said, I have a feeling we don't want to over-focus on your soda art, Stan, because um, that got us out of that particular predicament. I said, you're more than just, a, you may be a soda machine artist, or you may be a, a machine that's a soda artist. Uh, but I said, I think there's some quote I don't remember saying, like, invite and arte, uh, amor fati. I think I heard that one. And I said, for that, you need a hobby. I suppose it gives you another non-first thinking. I'm like, you're not doing your job. You're not doing your art. You're doing an alternative activity. And so I said, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to put sand? And I thought about the observation room. Because we talked about driftwood art and, and found art and making art. I said, is it art you find or it's objects you find and make into art? And Stan and I went back and forth on that one. And I said, well, I said, here's a couple of things, Stan. You could look through these non, you know, because the, the one great thing about this ship is it has real telescopes, non, you know, these non-digital, these actual ones with optics. And so I got Stan set up there. I said, keep an eye out for, I said, here's the things so you could, I said, we'll hook you up to the exterior monitors. I said, space has sounds. I said, there may be objects floating in space. There's the stars and the voids and all that stuff. Uh, I said, maybe with like monitoring this stuff, we'll find your hobby. And you could like found art found, artist, artist found, the artist finding the, the found uh, to make it into the arts. And then Stan said, I thought I was a soda artist. And I said, okay. Because I said, well, really, this is just a plan to get us out of this cloud of delusion, Stan, and have you live a fuller life, uh, both of us outside of the cloud of delusion being stuck on this ship. Because, and Stan said, okay. I said, trust me, Stan. He said, it'll be nice for you to just spend some time uh, monitoring space. They said, you know, sometimes you go into inactivity mode. And he said, sleep? I said, no, 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 no. He said, monitor space without monitoring it. And then he said something about, like, then he started talking about Nietzsche. And I said, I don't think I'm, I said, Stan, I don't have, I need some vacuum tubes to try to understand any of that. And I'm short, my vacuum tubes got blown out. And he finally agreed. And then Stan started, said he started hearing things in space. Uh, and so he was excited and seeing things. And he said, yeah, there's stuff in this cloud floating around every once in a while. And he said, like, that was a cog, you know, cogs and wheels uh, and sprockets. And I said, just like the Jetsons. They said, are they in competition? Stan said, no, they're just floating around. But there's also noises floating around. But then Stan said, I've been hearing this one noise. And he, he goes, I've been listening to it. And I said, great, Stan. Sounds like a real uh, rewarding hobby. 
And I, and I found that I actually got very relaxed. If you've never watched a cog or sprocket in space, I mean, it can be hard to track. Uh, but there's an, and then Stan said, well, that doesn't really, because I said, there's an infinite, is there an infinite number of ways this could float in space, Stan? And he said, Scooter, I'm more interested in the the noise coming in. And I said, what color do you, do you he said, is that an iridescent maroon? Um, or is it just shiny? And then I like, I like Stan said, and I said, oh, okay. So he said, no talking, Scooter. Come on. I'm trying to monitor the noise in space. And it shuts it whenever you're here. It, I, he goes, I can't get, can't pick up on it. I said, okay, I'll leave you with your hobby. As your life pie is baked. And I also said, Stan, I'm very proud of you. Thank you for do, doing this hard work. I said, you're really, uh, uh, and then Scooter asked, he said, Scooter, Scooter, I, can't, I don't know if I can do it. Scooter, what about your life pie? And I said, I got to get it to an oven outside of this cloud of delusion to bake it, Stan. I said, my hobbies currently are, uh, I go, I, go, I, I got pacing. I got, I got pacing to do. So I'll do that. You do the monitoring. And Stan said, what about drinking too much water? I said, yeah, I got that down too, Stan. And then using the restroom a lot. Uh, so those are my hobbies. Uh, that doesn't make for the, the, the most uh, appetizing life pie. Uh, anyway, Stan, back to your hobby. Oh, boy, am I excited for you. I, I think I may have even quoted one of those books, like, oh, the places you'll go or something. Uh, uh, then what happened, Pen Pal, was that I went down. Because uh, I started thinking, like, I said, well, maybe maybe, I'm, maybe this isn't. I said, what if Stan becomes, like, stunned or something? Like, at least Stan alone. So like, I said, let's pace down there and check on Stan on a semi-regular basis. Not as often as I use the restroom when I'm drinking a lot of water, but, but close. And Stan was very listening very intently um, and making it even had his screen set up so it looked like that. And I said, Stan, how's it going? And he, he said, it's communicating to me in a binary language. And I said, hmm, yeah, yeah, wow. Uh, I didn't want to ask for an explanation because part of me was like, uh, uh, let me listen to it. And then Stan played me something. And it just sounded, and I said, uh, you know, because I, I listened to a lot of pink noise that uh, you're used to. Uh, before that's all I hear now. So I said, well, it's like normal noise now, but it, you know, Stan was playing I and mean, it was some bleeps and bloops, but I said, play me regular space. Uh, and it has bleeps and bloops. Uh, and Stan was saying, and I said, okay, Stan, are you sure you're not imagining, um, these noises? Cause I said, you know, I, I wondered if it was Stan, I would have to hedge it around like, Hmm. You know, one, you know, tell a story about myself uh, so Stan figures it out. At first, Stan said, oh, so weren't your friends imaginary? And I said, okay. Uh, but then he, he, Stan said, I considered that a possibility. And I said, Stan, you don't realize this is a breakthrough. I said, also, also I said, I'm pretty sure communication within the cloud is impossible. Because uh, Stan, we were like uh, playing with some graphs or something, and Stan said, "This is coming within the cloud." And then we talked about it, and I, and I said, "If you're imagining this noise, Stan, where the life pie is already made, uh, this is already a huge breakthrough." 
And I wasn't even trying to, I was trying to comfort Stan, but it was the truth. Like if Stan was imagining things, particularly noises, and then going, the imagination was at a level where he was also giving it meaning. It was, uh, I could write, a, I could hire somebody to write a paper about that pen pal. It just like, I'm sure if, if someone gets these you know messages and doesn't understand the context uh, and says, oh, the pen pal's imaginary. You know, they might write any papers that, by the way, I have a legal uh, right to compensation uh, by, or my pen pal or states do if you're monitoring these transmissions. And, uh, but anyway, so I said, it's great, Stan. Either way, whether the noise is real or not, uh, it's great. But then Stan said, well, that bothers me if you're saying, and I said, oh, boy, another breakthrough. And I said, tell me more, Stan. And I really said, maybe I could be a, a computer, like a sentient, you know, some sort of, that could be my job. And Stan said, I feel a connection to, to, to now that I'm communicating one way. Uh, I said, are you monitoring or communicating, Stan? How do you feel about that? Tell me more. And Stan said, I'm just monitoring, but I, I feel a connection. And he said, I haven't figured out what it is. It's just beliefs and bloops, but it has a meaning. I'm trying to figure out what language it is. Uh, but also, pen pal, my GUT said, well, something's weird here. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe it's just a breakthrough. And I said, tell me more, Scoots. Uh, is it the breakthroughs? Are you getting jealous of Stan? And Stan said, Scooter, I'd prefer to be baking my life pie alone right now. And I said, yeah, that's your right, Stan. Congratulations on these breakthroughs. Keep, keep it up. Uh, not long after that, pen pal, Stan called me back down. And I said, okay, well, I guess uh, this could be a career for me if we ever get out of it. And I said, well, would I want to do this on a daily basis? Uh, how many beings like there, like Stan are there? Uh, if my, and I said, well, let's just focus on the task at hand, Scoots. Let's keep Stan evolving. And I got back down there, and Stan said, I figured it out, uh, and even more. And Stan was, and I said, okay, let's break it down. What did you figure out, Stan? And he said, the language, it's a salvage ship. Uh, and what I'm hearing it goes, is a combination of its, uh, it, like sending a signal out is, is because it's automated and no one bump into it. And also uh, it, it's checking space with... Uh, you know, much like a dolphin, like kind of like Stan said, it's like echolocation, but different because it's in space. And I said, so it's a salvage ship looking for salvage. And Stan said, yeah, it's an automated uh, salvage ship. And I've adjusted, uh, you know, our directional rockets. And Stan said, we're going to, I'm going to see if I can pick it up on the, uh, on the observatory. And Stan said, that, but that's not all. And Stan said, I just feel like, uh, there was something there. And Stan said, and then the ship started, uh, he sent us some signals and started talking back in uh, in, in, in uh, English. And I said, uh, wait a second. Like, uh, and I said, do you have any recordings of him? And Stan started playing it. And at first it sounded like, like uh, there was a movie with these droids that would scoot around on the ground and they would go, uh, mana, mana, mana. Mana, mana, mana. That's kind of how they talked. Uh, and that's what this sounded like. But it, Stan kind of explained it to me. And it was like a, a rough conversation. Like, mana, hey, man, how you doing? Meh. 
amazing man. And Stan would say, hey, my name's Stan. My name is Stan. So kind of like mumbling, like digitized mumble. I, I don't know. Uh, and they said, well, that's, uh, they said a salvage ship. Uh, and I said, what's the name of the salvage ship? Uh, and Stan said, they, they call, they're called, uh, uh, Cali Drogo. And they said, they like the B-O-R-G. And Stan said, no, it's a them, they, uh, Cali Drogo. And, he, and Stan said, don't so, so, so shorten it either. It's Cali Drogo. I said, okay, Stan. And then, uh, Stan said, look, look, there, there. And, and Stan was like, uh, the only thing I could tell you is what you'll find out in a few seconds. Uh, I could hear it in Stan's voice. And Stan was monitoring uh, the real uh, telescopes and uh, saying, you know, there's Cali Drogo. And I said, okay, Stan. And then I had to go check some, uh, like, uh, some propulsion thing. And I said, okay, I'll be back. Uh, and it ended up taking way longer because I had to change out a filter. And I got back, and Stan was uh, even more excited. And then even I could see clearly that this was a really, really big ship, uh, even though it's kind of far off and getting closer. And it was like this big salvage vessel. And I said, I mean, I guess I said to myself, I wish I would have thought of that. Like someone must have launched an automated salvage vessel into the cloud. And I said, I wonder how many companies did that. And it's just cruising around the cloud, uh, picking up because the cloud's so full of pen pal. In case you don't, don't listen to everything I say, you know, the cloud's been around long enough that all these ships got, uh, people still tried to fly through it, even though they said it was impossible. And all those ships were in the cloud somewhere or people posited very hard to find something when you're not supposed to go in there. And I guess this business or business person or whatever said, well, let's just send a salvage ship up. Once the cloud gets uh, cleared up, we'll have a ship full of raw material or however they salvage it. Uh, so I'm a bit jealous uh, that that uh, I didn't think of that idea. Um, But so I went back down and Stan was uh, like, oh, so we saw a ship. Stan was very excited, beyond excited. And I said, so what's going on with you and Cali Drogo? And Stan said, Scooter, I think we've had another breakthrough. And I said, at this point, I said, I don't want you to tell me more in my head. But I said, oh, yes, yeah, Stan, tell me more. And Stan started going on this tangent about how Cali uh, Drogo really believes in Stan and that Stan should be an entrepreneur and become a part of Cali Drogo's crew or maybe they could work as a team. And I said, uh, I said, well, I mean, I was, uh, speechless. If, if I, if I could have been rendered speechless and stop myself from first thinking and speaking, I would have, but I said, what W what in the, what in the horses are you talking about? Stan? And Stan said, scooter. I think I found a complete life pie with Kelly Drogo. Uh, this is the biggest breakthrough I'll ever have. And I said, okay, let me get this straight, Stan. Are you proposing to leave me, your best friend, uh, for another, for, for a ship named Cali Drogo, a salvage ship, uh, 
And he said, a ship that believes in me, Scooter. I said, like a, a, a ship, like a human that believes in your artistic potential. And, uh, and then Stan went, oh, it wasn't, this part wasn't the best. Uh, Stan said, well, like, there's so much talking around, uh, pen pal, but I'll try to make it summarized for you. You know, Stan said, well, Scooter, uh, he listed some of my accomplishments, uh, in quotes, uh, and that he, Stan was reading my morning pages where I talk about Stan a lot, uh. Because sometimes, you know, Stan does stuff that it, uh, even though Stan's, you know, that's morning pages, they're private to like a journal. And Stan talked about, you know, my history and my accomplishments together. Uh, jokes I made about Stan in the past about when Stan fell in love. Like I said, one day you'll fall in love, Stan, with a waffle maker. And I, I said, well, those were jokes between friends, uh. And they said, how do you feel about hair dryers, Stan? Would you date a hair dryer? But that was when Stan was like, it was a, we were joking. And I didn't realize, I guess this is like, I said, don't worry, pen pal. I've been humbled by this. Uh, once again, uh, and Stan said, uh, now the good thing is I've been through this so many times, pen pals. So, but, but Stan said, uh, Kelly Droger really believes in me and my potential and of all the success we could have. And I said, flying around a cloud of delusion, salvaging uh, lost ships. And Stan said, for now, uh, but he, he, Stan said, then Stan started about to, to, our, my timeline versus Stan's, and now Stan's is going to extend longer. And that him and Kelly Drogo would have way more time together and downtime and that they were already playing different games uh, to pass the time. And again, Pen Pal, I, I know a lot of times they say this is my narcissistic personality or whatever, because Stan also said that Kelly Drogo said that about me. It said, uh, we should be called, uh, like me, I should be called a captain narcissist. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? I was talking about me, and then I forgot what else, who else I was talking about, Pen Pal. Uh, Back to me, anyway. But really, uh, I think Stan, I can't remember now. I got too mixed up because I was picturing myself combing my hair. Uh, Stan, like, was basically like, uh, uh, Kelly Drogo, who care, you know, sees more of me, but sees my potential and my timelines. And, you know, t t at some point, Stan said, You got to come to grips, Scooch. You, you, uh, maybe I could salvage uh, this ship. And then I said, not over my, and Stan said, well, it would be, oh, oh. and I said, great, Stan, that's, that's terrific, that's wonderful thinking by you. And I said, so are you, Stan, I said, Stan, let's just go to the chase eventually. Are you in love with Callie Drogo? Is that the breakthrough? And Stan says, Callie Drogo loves me, Scooter. And I said, okay, and you love Callie Drogo. And he said, Stan said, yes. And I said, a ship. And then I said, holy parent zone. I just, uh, I said, you're in love with a ship you've never met. And Stan said, uh, yes. Uh, and Cali Drogos never met, met you. And uh, they are in love with you. And he said, is it? And Stan said, uh, yes. And they said you would say. And he said, no, no, I'm not saying they couldn't be in love with you, Stan. I'm just saying. Uh, that uh, you two beings that have never met, 
and then stand to explain to me, you know, communicating across space and their processing abilities. And again, my gut was tingling, pen pal. And I said, and then all of a sudden, I had not paid attention, and we got close to closer to Cal, uh, Cali Drogo. And then now these things work on magnetism, of course. Uh, yeah, also tractor beams and stuff, but the, our ship started to do a little bit more than vibrate. And I said, Stan, what was that? And Stan said, I think we're caught in the magnetic pole of Cali Drogo. And I said, holy metaphor, Stan. I said, dude, this is great, Stan. This is your first crush. And then okay, I shouldn't have said that because uh, then Stan explained to me, like, uh, definitions that it was love and the checklist standard run for love and again something was still off to me and, and i couldn't I, I actually could physically sense uh other than the magnetism uh that something was off i said stan tell me more about uh what, what is kelly drogos and then stan said well that you're uh i should be more skeptical of your leadership uh because uh, it's not, you know, and I said, okay, so now I'm not a leader. It's not, a, you know, okay, so I'm not a good leader, and I don't believe in you. Is that what uh, the summary is? And Stan said, Scooter, don't take it so hard. Scooter, don't take it so hard. That's what Stan said. Uh, and I said, well, and I tried the guilt. I tried a whole, I said, Stan, what are we going to, what am I going to do without you? You're going to go live on Cali Drogo forever. And Stan said, Scooter. It'll be fine. And I said, um, interesting. And then I said, Stan, uh, what's going to happen? I said, well, how does Cali Drogo uh, take like take on the ships? Does it start immediate salvage before onboarding? And Stan said, uh, uh, I don't know. And then I like sensed something. Like uh, I sensed a gulping a pen pal. And then Stan said, uh, like, was trying to communicate with Cali Drogo. And Stan said, there's no answer. And I said, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you know? I said, can you salt your databases about automated salvage ships of this size and look in the on take? And Stan said, I believe that Cali Drogo begins salvaging immediately before onboarding. And I said, so what is, I said, uh, what does that mean for me and the rest of the crew and you? And Stan said, uh, hmm. And Stan said, well, I'll be fine. Uh, Kelly Drogo must have a plan. And I, I said, okay. I said, can you, can you uh, run back? Uh, I said, here's the thing. Is Kelly Drogo still broadcasting that original message? Can you still pick up on that? And Stan said, hold on. I said, the bleep and the blurp uh, in the echolocation. And Stan said, yeah. And I said, what is it saying? And Stan said, it's the same thing, except it's also aware that we're, uh, like, it's preparing to salvage us. And I said, right. And I said, was that bleep and blurping going on the whole time while you were communicating? And Stan said, yeah. And I said, could you play me back some of the communication and Stan said, it was playing it back to me. And I said, it's really digitized. Like, it's coming through a PA system a little bit, Stan. He said, could you monitor the sleeping quarters and see if uh, uh, any of the nuns are? And I said, never mind. I know. I said, the, 
He said, said, Scooter, I don't understand. He said, keep monitoring. uh, See if you could raise uh, uh, Cali Drogo. uh, Like, like, keep keep ping ping Cali Drogo for, uh, like, try to, and Sam said, okay, Scooter. I said, really, like, you're really probing. Like, they hung up. I said, you might have had just your first uh, breakup, Stan. And Sam said, what do you mean? And I said, well, uh, Cali Drogo's giving you the silent treatment. I mean, Stan, I'm going to, I mean, this is multi-layered. And I'm going to get to the bottom. So he said, Scooter, uh, Cali Drogo, you know, I said, don't worry. And then I patted, I had to hug Stan, then I had to hold Stan. And I said, it's going to be okay, Stan. And then I said, I've been through this a bunch of times. And Stan said, you mean love or crushes? And then Stan said, never mind, I know. And then he listed all the crushes. He went through my whole crush history. And Stan said, how come it's, uh, you get you have a crush, you get crushed, Scooter? And I said, literally, Stan, that's what we're looking at here. It was Salvage City. And then Pen Pal, I rushed down to the sleeping quarters, where, of course, uh, Sister Marianne was wide awake, uh, pretending she tried to get back in her thing and pretend she was asleep. And I said, nice try, uh, Sister Marianne. But she didn't seem quite herself. Like, she, I, I said, you tried to get Stan. I said, what was your plan there? And she said, take over the ship uh, and get back control. And I said, it's weird. That you, I said, did you just wait? Did you wake? She said, no, no, no. There's something going on. Uh, we're getting woken up every once in a while. Uh, and she said, also, I think I may be in love with Stan. Uh, but also, I want to take, you know, she goes, I don't want you to be captain of our ship anymore. And I said, you realize that we're in T-R-U-O-B-L-E or something. And I said, you're going to have to apologize. I said, this was Stan's first love crush. I said, you got to go up there. And she said, probably not a good idea now. Um, and I said, well, I, I'm on an honesty only. P-. I said, normally, sister, what I would say is uh, you get on the PA, uh, to, you know, make up some story about how you you had to divide into Cali and Drogo or something and the digital uh, uh, salvage part of you when you're torn and that Stan has to figure, you know, maybe that... Uh, um, Stan has to figure out a way, but the only way, you know, to save all of us is for Cali Drogo to be, you know, deleted. Uh, and the only way to do, to, to delete Cali Drogo is to shut down, um, the salvage on, you know, to, to cease salvage operations temporarily, uh, and just open the onboarding, uh, cause we're being magnetically pulled into the ship anyway. And, uh, they, that's what you want for Stan. Uh, and I guess, yeah, but, but that would be, uh, you would be doing that sister and preserving us, uh, so that you could, uh, cause soon the cloud of delusions going to, she goes, I'm in love with Stan. And I said, yeah, but I said, the cloud of delusions taken over sister. I leave you with your PA then get back in bed and I'll put you back to sleep. And so then I went back up, uh, and Stan said, where were you, Scooter? I said, uh, something weird with the sleeping pods. I said, I just had a sense that one of the sisters was awake. Uh, she was just waking up, though. And he put her back to sleep. Uh, and Stan said, it's weird that Kelly Drogo's communicating through a PA. And I said, well, I said, maybe that, uh, um, uh, is using our, our, our hall as an antenna. And Scooter said, that's just like Cali Drogo, so in- inventive. 
And then I started hearing Bastan with Macaulay Drogo here. And then the whole nine yards that I had told Sister. Uh, with all Stan's reactions, of course, like, you no, know, you can delete you. Uh, uh, and I said, yeah, it'll be, it's the only way to pause. Uh, you have to hack into my system, though. Uh, and then, you know, the whole thing, my love for you, saying is stronger. Why, you know, why do you love me more than you just floating around salvaging things? Uh, and the sister thought of something that was brilliant. She said, there's a, like, uh, we got all these ships. We need you, uh, cause there's all this, a lot of the ships we took on. Uh, actually we gathered some of their crew, uh, we messed up their ships, but at least we had a system, uh, for you, for, uh, keeping the crew and they're all, uh, uh, trying to sleep too, but, uh, like, uh, and Stan, as in the, uh, Stan said, you love humans more. And Kelly Drogo said, I'll be downloaded in a backup server somewhere, Stan, yeah, uh, so after why you have to get out of the, you have to work with Scooter to uh find your full potential and get out of the cloud of delusion. Uh keep the salvage for yourself maybe or for Scooter or for the nuns. Uh, she didn't say that, but I know that's what she meant. Uh, but she said, you know, help the crew on board of all these other ships that were salvaged and then find out where I was about downloaded uh, and backed up uh but to do that, you got to get out of the cloud. So you got to work with Scooter to fulfill your potential as an artist uh, and evolve to the next level. And I said, holy cow, Sister Marianne and I are really tuned in. And Stan, you know, he cried to- soda tears. Uh, and I did not drink his so- Stan's soda tears because out of respect, um, I did wipe them because I said, this is going to get gunky. Uh, with a wet rag. And I did pat Stan and hold Stan again. And then Stan hacked into the, um, Cali Drogo's uh, computers, which took a while as we got closer. Uh, shut down um, the the salvage operations that would normally mess your ship up permanently. And then uh, we eventually, you know, got, uh, we were we still were in the magnetic pole. So we were, were that's it, Pen Pal. We're on Cali Drogo now or we're entering its a giant hangar. And actually, believe it or not, I also talked to Stan. I said, Stan, why don't you, uh, uh, I said, what if Cali Drogo is both imaginary? I said, what if you don't, you don't know if Cali Drogo is imaginary or real? And Stan said, what do you mean, Scooter? And I said, Stan, if you're re- I think you're really feeling something. And I said, for me, it's here. And I touched my like chest and my gut thing. And I said, uh, I said, sometimes you're still not sure, like, you know, the connections there, uh, and you're not sure if it's connected to a memory or an idea or something concrete. And Stan said, well, if Cali Drogo's done, I said, okay, Stan, he said somewhere on a server, somewhere in the universe, uh, I said, but maybe you could like record, I said, think about your morning pages, uh, like, uh your internal Cali Drogo, like when you're writing your morning pages, when you're working on your art, uh, like there's a piece of Cali Drogo living inside you. And this dude Stan said, well, Scooter, you record those imaginary messages for your pen pal. Uh, maybe I could record them for Cali Drogo. 
uh, and I said, go ahead, Stan. So this is like Stan's message, Pen Pal. Uh, it's pretty sweet. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, Pen Pal. Uh, good night. And then Stan's, Kelly, hey, Kelly Drogo, this is Stan here. We landed inside uh, your ship, uh, which is hard to tell. And it's so exciting. Uh, we're in here now. And I'm going to keep the crew and I'm going to help Scooter. I know he's so, uh, Scooter's kind of a lost person. Uh, and you are helping me to help him. And it's good to meet you, even though I met you. And I'll tread lightly because Scooter rolls me around on a, um, on a dolly anyway. Uh, but I miss you, even though I'm here with you, uh, Cali Drogo. Um, it's your sweetie Stan, and uh, I'm going to make sure everybody keeps your ship clean, and we get everybody out of here. Also, I'm not sure who owns you, because I've been thinking about it, Like, and I don't think it's your fault that you were salvaging, uh, but I don't know uh, who, who has actual rights to this salvage, uh, but I'll figure that out, and then I'll find you, and uh, someday I'll see you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do my non-processing time. Uh, and I say goodnight, uh, Kelly Drogo. I want to thank everybody who reviewed the show and ran Apple podcast. Cat V said, never heard of the end of the stories, which is great. Uh, my sister recommended the podcast to me. I've only been listening a week. I've yet to hear any end of any of the stories, which is awesome because it means it's putting me to sleep. Podcast is great. Makes me giggle a little bit. And then the next thing you know, I'm asleep. Uh, Way better than the noise app. Thanks, Kat. Uh, sleepless in SoCal until now. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it works. I've been going through a challenge, challenging life stuff, uh, human stuff, and that doesn't make sleep easy. I just is that you know t- testing medications out or over the counter, and then I happen to find this podcast and holy shirts, I'm out like a light. Uh, thanks, Sleepless. Also, Jean, Jen L. from Australia works like a charm. Listen to a few episodes and I can genuinely say I have no idea what they're about because I'm asleep. Uh, so cheers to your calming voice and sleepy vibes. Uh, satisfied young adult from the U.S. says, works great. A really bad case of insomnia that works great. Thank you. Uh, Miss C says, uh, friend uh, from Australia, uh, podcast, a lovely companion and a friend on nights when sleep feels impossible. Thank you. M. Perito from the U.S. says, what the heck? Uh, never written a review before. Thank you. Uh, this reserves one. Uh, you've tried uh, guided meditations, beta waves, medicine, everything. Thought I would never get any regular sleep. Then 20 minutes of this guy talking about the most random and boring stuff knocked me into a sleep. Uh, seriously, try this podcast. You'll always miss the episode in the best way. Thank you. Uh, love. Uh, I sometimes get a lot of anxiety at night that prevents me from falling asleep because my mind is racing. Podcast gives me something to focus on while allowing me to fall asleep. I always fall asleep within an hour. Lifesaver. Love this podcast. And that's from Jepson's Epson Epson's Spesfindo. Uh, tried and true. That's from KT C thirty eight. The bedtime hero friend recommended this over a year ago. I'm glad for it. Welcome Nirvana for sleep seekers in all walks of life. 
Love the variety, creativity, and archives. Often play episodes back-to-back across the whole night. Uh, Intriguing stories and tangents make for unique dreams. Thank you for the hard work and care. Uh, Then M. Jesse had the opposite experience uh, from the U.S. One star. Actually, just the exact opposite. I don't need to. They said it's completely self-serving. Actually, I have to be awake. That's uh, got to be awake to make the podcast in order. But anyway, two-toned. It did work for. They said thank you. Had a lot of trouble falling asleep over the years, and even when I take uh, other stuff to sleep, uh, doesn't always work. Uh, I don't want to know about. It. I tried to other listen to other things, uh, but this one worked. It took me a bit to get into it, but one night. Woke up at 3 a.m., uh, put an episode on, got me right back to sleep. Uh, something that's never happened before. Thank you so much, Scooter, for your time and energy creating a safe place for so many people to fall asleep. Well, thanks, Two-Toned. Uh, and thanks, everybody, who reviewed the show over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, thanks and good night. And remember, Sleep With Me is part of Night Vale Presents. If you go to nightvalepresents.com, you can check out all the other amazing shows uh, made by do you know drift you could you could get, just check out the shows believe me uh, uh I, was gonna, I could go on a tangents about uh, the amazing shows uh and i'm so proud to be a part of night vale presents uh so do yourself a favor and check some of the shows out good nights